I'm hoping that you caught some of the insights that were shared there by the CEO of Exaro, essentially highlighting that, look, the freight rail logistical challenges haven't necessarily worsened, but we have found alternatives and there are opportunities that this audit committee is going to look at working together with business and the government. I'm keen to understand that's just one CEO's uh, perspective, but what are you seeing in terms of your observations as the Minerals Council? So, so, Gugu, we have data from uh, the South African Revenue Service, uh, which, I mean, every month, as I'm sure your listeners know, we have what is called the import and export, or well, let me rather say the customs data from the South African Revenue Service, where they, they show us the, the rand values of our imports and exports. But you can also look at the volumes of exports. And I must say, it, it does support um, the story that, that Mombasa was telling in that in 2022, we saw a dramatic deterioration in those volumes of coal, but also iron ore uh, and some other bulk commodities, uh, also like chrome, manganese, uh, all of the, the, the bulk commodities that are really dependent on, on rail uh, transport. Uh, they declined significantly, those export tonnages in, in 2022. For 2023, we have the first 11 months, so up till November uh, last year. And there was a, uh, the good news is, um, as, as Nombasa mentioned, there wasn't a further deterioration. But at the same time, we only saw a very marginal improvement. So I guess the bottom line is it was very dire in, in 2022. Uh, it was less dire in, in 2023, but even then, if you compare the 2023 export tonnages to, for example, uh, 2019, and I think 2019 is a, is a good base because, of course, that was before the COVID disruptions, and it was also before we had this deterioration in our rail performance. Yep. Relative to 2019, we are still down uh, significantly in those first uh, 11 uh, months. So still a long way to go to get back to where we were. Given the comparison of 2019 as a base here to where we are right now, uh, what have been the economic consequences uh, of the reduction of exports? Well, I think there are a number of, of consequences. Uh, I mean, of course, it, it, it weighs on, on profitability uh, in, in the mining sector. Uh, and of course, if, it, if, if the mining sector profits are, are under pressure, that has a spill over to, to government revenue, uh, of course. Now, historically, the mining sector is an important contributor to especially corporate tax uh, revenue uh, from government. Uh, so those are, are some of the, the impacts. And then the other one, of course, uh, and again, Ombasa mentioned this, is on mining production. Uh, so to the extent that you are not certain whether your current mining output that all of those uh, commodities can be shipped, you are forced to cut back on on production. And in the end, that has an impact, uh, depending on how severe those cutbacks are, uh, that has an impact on on, uh, our GDP growth uh, performance. What also has an impact on GDP performance is, of course, investment in, in the mining sector. So as with output, if you are uncertain that you can actually rail or, or export these commodities that you are mine, uh, that you mine, you are very unlikely to invest in additional or new uh, mining uh, capacity. So I guess 
the bottom line is there's a myriad of, of negative consequences. Mm. I'm also assuming on labor, right? Production costs impact uh, uh, output and, of course, even the kind of labor that you require. So that's a good point. So so eventually, of course, if, if you are now for a prolonged period of time forced to cut back on uh, output and investment, then yes, indeed, um, eventually it can then start to have a negative impact on, on employment uh, as well. Um, and in fact, in some parts of the mining sector, we are already seeing, uh, or at least the threat of, of layoffs. Now that is, to a large extent, is in the platinum group metals sector, which is not really impacted by logistics. There it's more just very weak prices for those commodities. But certainly, not to repeat myself, but if these logistical problems uh, are uh, continue for a prolonged period of time, certainly uh, it, uh, it could have, or there's a risk that it could impact employment in the mining sector as well. Now, whilst this might be a perfect storm in South Africa leading to some of these unfortunate economic consequences, our neighboring countries are not wasting a crisis. Uh, Help us understand how uh, the port of Maputo and perhaps any other peers might be picking up on these opportunities and if they do work as a benefit for our mining houses domestically. Well, I mean, on on one level, of course, it is a bit of a a bit of a life uh, uh, or a lifesaver because at least you, you now have alternative avenues to uh, to export. But just again, bear in mind that in, in, in the mining sector, the problem is not so much uh, on port incapacity. The bulk miners, it's more the rail uh, problem. Mm. So it's no good that you have Maputo, for example, that you can export to, but the rail line to Maputo is, is, is a problem. Now, thankfully, the rail to Maputo is not such a big problem as, for example, the one from Mpumalanga to, uh, to Richards Bay, the, which is the coal line, or the one from Sishan to Saldana, which is the iron ore uh, uh, one. Um, but so, yes, there, there, there are additional uh, avenues, but what these, these mining companies are being forced to do because of the rail problems, um, and also sometimes problems at, at the ports, uh, they are forced to put these commodities on, on trucks mm. uh, that then go to Maputo, to Riches Bay, uh, et cetera. And that also has, uh, has some adverse, uh, it comes at a higher cost, uh, it clogs up the roads, it's dangerous, yep. uh, et cetera. And that's a major concern because I'm assuming this is not a sustainable model, uh, clearly. So help us understand, Hugo, we are aware that we're in an election year. There's a lot of investment that is required in order to refurbish and support uh, our freight rail uh, and ports uh, logistics. Uh, Give us some insight as to the kind of engagements you're having as the Minerals Council, what insight and solutions you're also bringing to the table with uh, other stakeholders. Yes, so, so I think uh, if we could quickly go back to try and understand where, where these problems uh, come from. I mean, first of all, it, it, it's, it's pervasive crime. So, so there's lots of cable theft on these um, uh, bulk export uh, lines, uh, the, 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 the train lines. So industry is, is, is supporting Transnet in terms of, of financing security uh, a use of drones, other types of, of security measures to try and prevent um, this pervasive uh, cable theft. So that is one one part uh, of it. 
And then um, in terms of the broader reforms of, of Transnet, the big one is, of course, uh, splitting Transnet into different parts uh, and to move to a, a, a concession model where Transnet still owns the infrastructure, i.e. The, the, the rails, but they uh, accommodate private sector participation in terms of the operation or, or the running um, of, of, of these lines. Now, those type of uh, negotiations are going on in uh, the National um, Logistics Crisis Committee, but it's also um, government's uh, logistics uh, freight roadmap um, and then Transnet's own uh, 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 recovery uh, plan. Mm. Well, we certainly hope that we do see some favorable outcomes, but I can't let you go, Hugo, without talking about your expectations for the budget speech next month. Still quite a while to go. Lots of considerations that must be underway, but uh, uh, I guess any hope that uh, we will see the required capital injection into Transnet to to assist it with its challenges? Well, I I just wanted to say, uh, I guess from the the mining sector and, and again, the bulk commodity uh, producers' perspective, the, the key... Um, thing that we're looking for is indeed to hear whether there is some capital ingestion for Transnet. I see uh, the rating agency FITS, uh, their expectation is a, a number of 50 billion rand spread over the next uh, two years, which I think would be quite quite substantial. Um, I'm not sure if Treasury would necessarily go uh, that far, but certainly, yes, um, I, I think uh, from our perspective, that would be the, the key thing to, to look out for in, in this budget speech. 100%. Always a pleasure speaking to you, Hugo, and looking forward to touching base with you soon. There's still the mining in Daba, there's the budget speech, so there's a lot that will be keeping us busy and on our toes in the next few months. Thank you again for your time. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.